The most important thing you could share with me today is your perspective. Because the freedom of perspective fuels the logic we use to defend truth. We never stop fighting for freedom and truth, and that is what makes us Americans. Welcome to Critical Thought with Noah Chalaya. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM. Good morning. It is 907.17 below. The city of Buffalo in New York announced today that it has filed the first of its kind lawsuit against the gun industry. Seven months after a teenager killed 10 people and wounded three others at a Buffalo grocery store. The lawsuit comes after the racially motivated mass shooting on May 14th at a Topps market at the east side of Buffalo. That left 10 black people dead. Police said that the 18-year-old suspect, Peyton Grandin, used a semi-automatic rifle for the massacre that he purchased legally but manipulated to fit a high-capacity ammunition magazine that is illegal to possess in the state of New York. It was bought at a gun shop in Pennsylvania. The lawsuit then charges gun manufacturers, retailers, for having maintained a public nuisance of unlawful possessing transportation and disposition of firearms as well as the utilization of guns in the commission of an offense by marketing firearms that emphasize their high capacity, ease of concealment. The suit then alleges that such marketing included in movies and social media appeals to prospective purchasers with criminal intent. So my question to you at 775-5559, should firearm manufacturers be responsible to understand what damage their products cause? So this is interesting. We've heard that people... States and and local governments have been trying for a very long time to find somebody to hold accountable because if they can tie it to a checkbook, that's how they think that they can get some traction, right? It doesn't seem – they don't – it's politically unpopular to try to ban guns. Even Democrats have given up on it. If you try to say, hey, let's go and and ban this particular gun, we all understand the arguments for and against and it just doesn't gain a lot of traction. And you watched after the this Club Q shooting, the most recent one, it went into Congress and a lot of folks showed up to try to testify and get Congress to pass another assault weapons ban. They are going to try and ram it through before Republicans took office in uh, or took the House in 2023. And they got nowhere with it. I mean, it just it doesn't go anywhere. And a big part of that is people have given up. And so. This is a new approach. The new approach is they're going to try to pin it to somebody's checkbook and hold them financially responsible. And in doing so, will make it untenable to continue to manufacture or produce firearms because it's just too expensive to pay out the lawsuits. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning, Noah. Hi there. Hi. You see, I've always I've said this for years that when there's unpopular legislature, things that are legal that the government wants to get rid of and can't legislate it out, all they have to do is tax it higher. Yes. Because that's, that's the easiest button to push because now they are not overtly getting rid of something. They're letting the inability of people to do it. And it is the most regressive thing they can do. Um, so you take a population 
that is the largest percentage of the population, middle and lower class, if you make it un- untenable for them to purchase firearms, now you've made the purview of the wealthy right. to defend themselves with firearms. And who is disproportionately affected by violence and could most benefit from the ability to defend oneself? Oh, 100%. You're, look, you're looking at your, your lower income levels based a lot geographically and a lot of other factors. They are the people that should have the best access to firearms, but don't. Legal firearms, rather. Um, and it's, it's asinine for people in positions of power to try to go after this. No company should be held liable for misuse of their product. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hold them liable when you're under proper use, say, an automobile. If you're using an automobile exactly the way it's intended to, and it doesn't perform the way it's intended to, and somebody dies, okay, you have a case there. But if you're misusing your automobile and speeding and plowing to another car, you have no course to sue. So it's interesting and you, you say, in this instance either. It's interesting you say that. So the lawsuit isn't this lawsuit isn't saying that they should be held uh, accountable for what people misuse when mis, people use misuse their their firearms. What they're saying is the companies don't have any data. They don't collect any data on the safety implications of their products. So what harm is coming to communities uh, from these products that are being manufactured when they ask the gun manufacturers, they don't have an answer to that question. That's the premise of the lawsuit, uh, which I think is kind of an interesting approach. It's pretty easy. I think that we have a a good data set going back as far as firearms have been used Mm -hmm. on what what, uh, their effect is, especially on the human body and on animals. So, I mean, that that should make it past step one. We know it will be entertained, but it's going to cost a lot of money to get this thing thrown out, and it eventually will. I appreciate the call. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. I guess my thoughts are, I totally agree with that other gentleman, is the gun manufacturer sold it totally legally by the law. Now, we have an issue with how about the psychiatrist and or the people that are doing the the background checks. They're the ones that said, oh, it's okay, but after the incident happens, we always hear he had a long record Mm -hmm. or he had mental problems. So uh, I just totally disagree with the fact that gun manufacturers, in fact, every gun I've ever bought comes with a pamphlet and safety precautions in that pamphlet. So... So you would argue they were, they're doing everything they need to do to let somebody who wants to know about the dangers of the firearm to know about the dangers of the firearm. And if somebody is willfully disregarding that, they'd have done that anyway. I wonder what part of common sense says, don't shoot this at people or pointed at people, you know? Uh, I, I appreciate the call. I think really what it's come down to is we don't we don't teach that anymore. Right. We don't teach it in school. We don't want to acknowledge it. We want to dig our heads. We want to bury our heads in the sand like an ostrich and pretend that guns don't exist. And the problems that come with them don't exist and can't do that. You can place them at the foot of anybody else except the perpetrator, except the person actually responsible for the action. Seven, seven, five, fifty, five, fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Just like liberals, when it comes to elections, cheaters cheat. When it comes to guns, liars lie. Mm-hmm. So they'll just do. They'll just. They'll judge shop, and who knows how much tax dirt dollar we spent, and they'll end up at the Supreme Court, and they'll lose again. Um, I do want to point out, though, back to the liars lying point. I, I don't know if you saw the story, where the you probably did the CDC 
deleted all the information on defensive gun uses. Uh, they were pressured by uh, groups, and so they're, they're doing this study on guns. And uh, it's approximated, I'm going to go 2 million plus or minus a couple hundred thousand either way. Mm-hmm. 2 million times a year, guns are used. And when I say guns are used in defensive purposes, I don't even mean they're shot. I just mean the majority of the time, they're just view- shown. Sure. Or, or the person says, you know, they're on one side of their door. The other person is trying to break in. If you come here, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. And they leave. The point being, the CDC, and you can check this if you haven't seen the story, they deleted all the data on on, on the uh, guns being used to defend people and property. So and if I can tie it into COVID, and I will, mm-hmm. uh, it's just another example of of. We all, and you hear it on your show, follow the science, listen to the doctors. Uh, they lie. Liars lie. They do it all the time. Just like the, all the lies we heard during COVID, the vast majority of information that the left puts out on guns that is consumed by the CNN crowd, they're lies. They, they've just been caught. said one more time. The CDC has been caught not putting out the data that they had concerning defensive gun use. And so... Once again, they're just a bunch of liars. How long is, I mean, the, the model of the Democratic Party should be Pinocchio. You know what it is? They don't want to get to the bottom of where, they don't want to understand guns. It is not about understanding guns, and it's not about fixing a problem. Truthfully, what it's about is we've decided guns are bad, and so we're just on this track to skate towards any Anything possible to move the needle to get guns out of the hands of Americans. That's really what it amounts to. Exactly. And I'll close with this. I'll see if I can trigger some calls for you. Six percent of the population, black males, commit over 50 percent of the homicides. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate the call. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. But they don't dig into it because largely because we're not interested in determining what a real what the real cause of the problem is. If we were, we would start looking at what makes people do these violent things in the first place. And a big part of that is an inability to tolerate failure and an inability to handle hard circumstances. And so what you wind up with is weak minded individuals with access to guns. And the problem is you cannot remove the access to guns because they're literally enshrined as a constitutional right. So what are you left with? You're left with either you fix the problem, which we don't really want to do. I mean, and there's, I'll admit, in the past, like maybe five years, there's been a huge shift. People have given up on the gun side and they've started to move towards the mental health side and the, hey, let's constructively solve the problem side. So I think we're making progress. We're just not quite there yet. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. You know, in response to Terry, that is such a racist thing to keep saying over and over again that blacks commit most of the crimes with guns. Do they? You know, do you ever stop long enough to figure out why that is? You're talking about getting to the bottom of why. Mm-hmm. Please explain to him and everybody else why that just might be. Well, I would I would suspect that a, a large portion of it is that 
they the the they it there's a there is a crossover between the lowest income in society and with that comes an overlap of a criminal element and so i think you add to the fact that police are going to focus on where the criminal element is and what you wind up with is a higher percentage of these people committing crimes than those people committing crimes yes that's right it's abject poverty and the effects in thereof these people live in violent neighborhoods where you've got to carry a gun to go to school or you might get killed. Mm-hmm. That is why. So to repeat that statistic over and over again is so, so you know, it's so adolescent to me. It, like it's supposed to mean something to us versus them and that white people are better and they commit less crimes. I don't know if that's the I don't know if that's the takeaway, but I, I think there's definitely something to be said about if you're trying to remove if you're if you're going after solving the problem to take away guns primarily from the people that you just said, you know, would benefit from being able to keep themselves safe because they live in high violent crime areas. That doesn't seem like much of a solution to me. Right. But for him, the way he comes off. The message that he's sending is white people don't commit those violent crimes at a, at a higher rate. Well, that might be it, true. It, it has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has nothing to do with it. I agree. I agree with that. I, in fact, I would tell you it comes down to choices, right? It doesn't. You're right. It doesn't matter what color of the skin. It, it matters what choices you're making. Right. I, I, I argue that that is such a racist, bigoted statement to keep saying over and over again. It's the same that when he goes off about the Native Americans killing each other and committing violence. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I'm sure it was real lovely for him when the white people committed genocide on him. You know, what does it mean to point out to another negative? Well, I thank you for the call. I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out the negative. I don't think there's anything wrong with pointing out and saying, hey, this is just objectively true. This is what's happening. We can then we can start. It opens up the discussion as to, well, why is that? And what could we do about it? 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Well, Terry's stats are right. And your caller after that. He said, well, it shouldn't matter what color they are. Well, it doesn't matter what color they are, but they are shooting people. How do you identify them? You know, if most half of them are black doing all the murders, then maybe you'd want to be a little more afraid of a black guy walking down the street than a white guy. See, that's not a racist. See, that, that's where I would push back a little bit. I, I wouldn't say the response there is be more afraid of a black guy walking down the street than a white guy walking down the street. But I would say that it's probably an okay thing to look at and say, let's concentrate on these communities over here because this is where the problem exists and we won't worry so much about these communities over here because the problem doesn't exist here. And then you can start to dig into the nuance of, well, why is it that you you uh, you wind up with this black-on-black crime so much more than other races? What, 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 is, what is contributing to that and what could be done about that? You know, and another part of this is people say all these stupid Democrats or stupid Republicans. There's nothing stupid going on here. This is a plan. None of this is happening by accident. Yes. They have an end plan for all of this. Yep. And one of it being an unarmed citizenry that can't defend itself against them because they're going to have guns. My God, they gave the National Weather Service. They gave them fully automatic weapons. Why? What the hell is going on in this country? <laughs> I, I, ha- I hadn't seen the National Weather Service. I'll have to talk to Mark Ewens and find out uh, he's been holding out on me. 
You know, I'd like to know if they got any here, because uh, that's where uh, Obama sold it. They needed them there. Well, every government, the IRS, uh, every government agency was armed to the teeth, and they bought like four billion rounds of ammunition for these Sweet. places. So, I mean, that's terrible. I don't know. It's about driving you nuts, but when they come for my guns, they're not going to like it. Yeah, me either. I, I appreciate the call. It's 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 really terrible. I was out boating and I was ice fishing. Uh, actually, Brian Michaels and I were out, and wouldn't you know it, uh, the entire boat tipped over and all of our guns went into the lake um, or the river. I can't remember. They're all gone though. That's the important part. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah, no, I was on that fishing trip too. My guns also went bye bye. <sighs> Sucks, um, doesn't it? Yeah, I know it's terrible. But um, I, I hate we always have to start fighting each other and turn things into race because they want us to fight with each other. Like African-Americans, they may be committing more of the crimes, but it's not because of their skin color. It's because of this hood culture. Same thing for Native Americans, this hood culture that is uh, related to gang culture, and they think it's cool. It's not cool, and it's not about race. Nobody is born evil, and no one's born a killer. That's right. But now that that's out of the way, um, the ATF has added more questions in the gun forms, and people 18 to 21 years old, I talked to a guy at a gun shop that I like to purchase ammunition mm-hmm. from, and he told me that there's a couple 19-year-olds that came in to buy a couple of hunting rifles because um, it's obviously tis the season, and sure. they've been waiting for two or three weeks because of these new laws that the ATF put in, and the ATF is going to try to ban pistol braces too pretty soon. This I saw stupid. that. These are our rights. Yeah. You know, and you, know, you know what's funny about that? I Have you ever shot with a pistol brace? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I have two. I really question the amount of like if you hold it in your in your you know tuck it up under your armpit and use it like a buttstock I can see how you'd get a little bit more stability out of it but the idea that somehow a hand like a pistol brace is going to be the defining factor that enables somebody to to do a mass shooting give me a break it's like these the the bump stock um devices right first of all anybody who has a pair of blue jeans and a belt loop if you've been around guns for all of five minutes, you already know how to bump fire a gun and you don't need some $40 accessory to do it, right? But the right. idea that either of these things contribute towards mass shootings is just, it's so far removed from, from anything rational or sane or any understand, basic concept of understanding of how a firearm works. It's, it's obnoxious. Definitely. And Noah, one more thing, if I may. Um, the, the, the thing with that is the only reason that they're targeting the, the uh, pistol brace is it's just another revenue revenue stream because then people that want to stock on a pistol AR will have to go ahead and pay their $200 tax stamp and register it as a short barrel rifle. Therefore, when they eventually want to take the guns away, they know who has them because they're registered. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, we'll take the break here. We'll continue in the next segment. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Go 
KNOX 107.9-1033 FM. Good morning. It is 939.17 below. We're talking about a new approach to gun control. This is a suit brought by New York. And the idea here is the lawsuit is charging gun manufacturers and retailers who have maintained a public nuisance of unlawful processing, transportation, and disposition of firearms and the utilization of guns in the commission of offense marketing firearms to emphasize things like their high capacity and ease of concealment. The suit alleges that these sort of marketing tactics, as well as the firearm manufacturer's inability to understand the harm their product causes to communities, makes them responsible for the violence incurred by these communities. And so New York, you know, to, 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 to sum that up a little bit, New York is basically saying if you manufacture a product, if you manufactured, let's say, do you remember those? I can't think of the name, uh, but they were little like metal beads and they were magnetic and they stuck together and it was a child's toy. And so you could play with it. And the problem was if you took these buckyballs, that's what the name of it. And if you took these buckyballs and you inadvertently swallowed the buckyballs it would twist up in your intestines and the magnets would stick together and then you couldn't get them out and then it required really horrific surgery to, to fix. And ultimately, the company was held responsible because they were producing this product that was causing harm and they didn't understand the harm that it was causing. And so New York is trying to apply a similar methodology here. And this is something we've not seen from gun control before. We've seen it said before that, hey, if you manufacture the gun, then you're responsible for everything that the, the gun touches, which, of course, is falls down pretty quick in the way of, well, we don't hold car manufacturers to that standard. We don't hold ATV manufacturers to that standard. We don't hold, you know, computer manufacturers, when phone manufacturers, when people do child porn, stuff like that. So that argument doesn't really suss out. But this is kind of a new approach. And I'm interested in your thoughts on it. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Yeah, you know what? You just uh, hit on it a second ago. I mean, if we go down as a society the the, the road of let's prosecute some, uh, a manufacturer for any anything that happens to go on with that particular product, I mean, we're <laughs> we are dooming ourselves in so many different ways. And we we've had this discussion before, but mm -hmm. you know, the issue here is, that, and I've not seen this. And you know, I'm a gun guy, and um, <laughs> the issue I've not seen gun manufacturers any of them out there saying. Hey, this would be a great one to go commit your crime with. You know, this can really facilitate, you know, your or worst uh, your worst impulses. And and here's how you can do it better. Nobody is doing that. They haven't done that. A previous caller talked about that every gun that they that that gentleman has bought comes with a safety manual, comes with you know the Ten Commandments that don't point this at anything you don't intend to shoot. Right. You know, be sure of what's beyond your target. Blah 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 blah. And and so there's there's you know all those sorts of things. Let's just cut down to the chase on this. The left hates the fact that Americans have guns. They they truly do. Yep. And the idea here is not it has nothing to do with 
you know, we actually want to keep people safer. Mm -hmm. The idea here is control, control, control. It always has been, and it always will be. That's where we're going on this thing. I mean, how many, how many car manufacturers do you see out there where their cars, you know, they're spinning donuts out in the desert somewhere, dust flying all over the place, flying around (laughs) curves, flying around, you know, any type of street, you know, speeding, going well beyond the posted speed limit. And, you know, maybe there's something at the bottom of the bottom of the picture that says, you know, professional driver on a course, don't attempt on your own, something like that. So, you know, what would you say? What would you say if if somebody asked the car manufacturers, how many people died in auto accidents last year? And the car manufacturer went, "Ah, we don't know. Well, how many people speed in your car? Couldn't tell you that either. We don't uh, we don't collect statistics. We don't uh, we don't pay attention. Were the airbags successful when they went off? Did they save people's lives? Yeah. You know. Gosh, you know, our customers really don't ask about those things, so we don't really ask about those things. It's kind of a privacy deal. We just don't know. Would that change your opinion of how culpable a car manufacturer is in manufacturing a device if they had no clue what the safety ramifications of the devices that they're producing and selling to people are? Well, the safety devices inside the car, that's a that's a separate thing. But I, I think if we're going to go down this road of, you know, you as the manufacturer are responsible for anything that's done with your product. I mean, that's in in this particular case, that's not what they're saying. In this particular case, they're not saying you're responsible for everything. They're just saying that gun manufacturers don't have any insight into the harm that their products are causing in communities. That's a ridiculous statement. That's a totally ridiculous statement. I mean, is Nissan or Honda or Toyota, are they always supposed to say, well, Here's how much damage our products cost. Here's, yeah. here's where I'm going with this, Noah, is what, the, what we're doing as a society is going down the road of the abdication of personal responsibility. That's yes. always what it comes yeah. to in a free society. Not perfect, but it is what it is, and it's better than any other country on the, on the planet. And you know, if, if we're supposed to have all this insight into everything that happens uh, with the product, I mean, take a look at the car, manuf- or car industry. Mm-hmm. Do they want you know, a chip in every car so that they can track every last thing that every private citizen does with their product. Yes, they that's do. That's a much, much worse society. Yeah. That's a terrible society. It and is. That's, what, but that's, that's what they're trying to do with the guns, and they want us disarmed. Right. Well, I thank you. I thank you for the call. You're absolutely right. But that, I guess that's my point is, in, in the past, it's been so ridiculous because it's completely disingenuous to say that we're going to treat one industry one way and other industries another way. In this particular case, while I don't think that this is going to do one iota thing to, to to change gun violence. I just don't. At the same time, at least we're talking apples to apples or oranges to oranges. We're saying that if you produce buckyballs, you need to understand what the potential dangers are for buckyballs. If you produce an automobile, you need to understand how people could potentially get hurt or injured with automobiles. If you produce guns, you need to know how people could potentially get hurt or injured with guns. At least the argument is consistent, I guess is my point. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. Morning, Noah. Super Dave. Super Dave. How's it going? Good, brother. So here's 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 gun control in seven easy steps. Okay. And my problem statement, please. Uh, I'll give you your problem statement here in a second. Number one, draw. Number two, grip. Number three, side light. Number four, start picture. Number five, trigger squeeze. Number six, trigger, trigger reset. And number seven, holster. Here's your problem statement. And 1111 is I love 1111. Next time I see him, I'm going to give him a hug. He's on point. You know what? Again, it's not guns killing people. It's evil people killing people. But let's let's draw on this now, right? 
Coca-Cola, known to prove proven to to, to cause diabetes and, and yes. obesity. Yes. Let's go after them. Hey, here's another one. COVID-19 jab, now known to have caused SADS, sudden adult death syndrome, blood clots, and and many deaths. Let's go after them too. So it's just. Would you like? Would you would would it change your opinion at all if if you went to Coke and said, "Hey, are you aware of how many people are dying of diabetes?" And they went, "Yeah, without we just we make the product, we could care less who ingests it. It's not really our concern. If people drink it and get diabetes, that's on them." I mean, would you be okay with the uh, and COVID vaccines is a little bit different because they literally got an exemption from the government from getting sued. So I can't even ask this question with honesty because I already know the answer to it. And I'm upset that I already know the answer to it. But would you accept it from vaccine manufacturers to say, what damage is your vaccine call it causing? And they went, yeah, we don't really know. We don't look into that. Uh, it's not really our problem, which, again, I understand when I ask that question. The unfortunate, sad answer to that is that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, would it so change your opinion, though? Is, uh, no, no, it wouldn't change your opinion, because here's your problem statement. Is it nefarious? In the instance, gun manufacturers know that bullets come out of the, out of the chamber, out of mm-hmm. the uh, barrel, and the projectiles fly down range. How it's used is on the, the, the holder, the owner of the gun, mm-hmm. right? Negligently or not negligently, you know, uh, that's, that's a fact. Um, in aviation, we had an issue where our helicopters were taking no di- nose dives and killing soldiers. Mm-hmm. Sikorsky knew about it, and they refused to fix it until they hit a dollar threshold. Yeah, we have vehicles on the road right now that manufacturers know there are issues. Fort Pinto. They're refusing to fix it until it hits a dollar threshold. Yep. So when you're being nefarious and you know it's out there and you know it's caused not by the owner, but by, you know, a, a bad design, that's what pisses me off. But when I go and buy a so gun... So we're talking about the SIG P320, then. My house, <laughs> that, I don't, again, I don't know why the U.S. Army, that's just, that's sad. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. But with that said, yeah. no, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm a huge black guy. But I don't, yeah, any, but with that said, the bottom line is, we know what the results of our actions are going to be. The gun manufacturers know the city and state of New York know that it's not the guns killing people. It's people with evil hearts. They keep on enabling killing mm. people. So it's just disingenuous across the board, brother. I, I appreciate the call. 775-5559, you're on KNOX. Good morning. I just want to know whatever happens to personal responsibility in the whole matter. You know, we I, I heard something interesting yesterday, and it really it kind of stuck with me. We've lost the... We've forgotten how to apply grace. And with as as a part of that, so that's that's step one of the problem is that we've forgotten what grace is and how to apply it. Undeserved kindness, unmerited favor, and then the other side of that is because as a society we've forgotten how to apply grace. We have the other side is the response to any sort of mistake is to divorce yourself from personal responsibility because to accept and 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 take ownership of personal responsibility is to throw your life down down the tubes. Because nobody will forgive you, nobody will ever move on. That's what happened to personal responsibility. Uh, well, I've had a lot of mishaps in my life, and I think for the most part I've been forgiven for most of them. Those that I haven't been, that's on them, not on me. Um, you know, I've made peace with what's happened in um, 
you know, in my life. But, you know, just like 11, 11 said and, you know, what Barda just said, you know, are we going to start to be able to sue McDonald's because you like Big Macs too much? Mm-hmm. Are, you know, are you going to be able to, to sue the knife manufacturer who so, made the Swiss Army knife? Again, I'm, I'm going to continue kind of like, I'm just going to kind of kind of continually redirect and, and nudge this conversation when this comes up. So it would be really the more accurate thing would be to say if if people were dying, if they were eating Big Macs and they were dying of heart disease and you went to McDonald's and said, how many people come to your store and order a Big Mac and that are suffering from heart disease? And McDonald's answer was, yeah, we don't really know. We don't pay attention to that. How about how many people are driving through your drive through and getting, you know, the large, uh, large drink? Yeah, you know. Sorry, we just don't we don't pay attention to that. That is that's the premise of this case is they're not even looking into the harm that is potentially caused. And then they're adding to that, that the marketing angle is exemplifying the very things that are causing the harm. So, for example, if McDonald's came out and said if McDonald's came out and said, hey, we're going to you know, we're going to promote this particular burger and it's 3000 calories or whatever. You should come buy this burger for 3,000 calories, and then people were dying of heart disease. That would be kind of the one-to-one. Exactly. And I think that the simple fact of it all is is that once it leaves McDonald's hands and enters the person's hands, so, for example, even with the gun, once it leaves the manufacturer's hands and enters the person's hands, it's the person who owns that gun's responsibility to handle it appropriately. Same as... You know, same as McDonald's. If you know that you have heart disease and you know that or or know you're diabetic or know that eating McDonald's every week or whatever can kill you, um, then you know what? Then maybe you should do better things in your life so that you don't end up dying from eating McDonald's hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Or you know, or or same thing with a gun. So that you know that you don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to kill somebody with a gun and spend the rest of your life in jail. That's that's on you. That's not on the gun manufacturer. So how you can put it back on somebody who's manufacturing a gun, I mean, it should be simple that that you can't because, you know, the left always wants to negate personal responsibility. That's how they do it with abortion. They do it with, you know, drug addiction. They do it with guns. They do it with everything. Okay, so you know, just plain devil's advocate plain, plain devil's advocate for just a second. So tell me why a gun manufacturer would want to advertise a drum magazine. Like what what is that the one, what is the what is the what is the takeaway like if you see that ad, who what kind of person looks and goes, "Wow, 250 rounds in 5 seconds." That's exactly like who are you advertising to or who is your target audience when when you're running an ad like that? That one I can't really personally answer for you. I would guess, and this is just venturing a guess, but if you're a target shooter or if you're somebody okay. who just likes to go out in the middle of the woods and shoot for fun, mm-hmm. that, that might be something you get entertainment out of. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can I can accept that. The thrill seekers. It's fun. Why do you own a car that can go 140 miles an hour? Because I can. And it's sweet to go on a track and stomp on it and go peeling around a track. It's awesome. Same thing. I want to go out to the thing and I want to dump 300 rounds and then I'll go scour the town to go see if I can refill the magazine because ammunition. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. I'll just preface by saying, what are you willing to do? What is the right willing to do? Me personally? Yeah, in the right. If I mean, it were up to you're on the edge of saying 
if it were up to me and you put it in front of me and said, listen, there's record number of violence occurring. We need to do something about this. I would go into every school, every supermarket, every movie theater, every place imaginable. And I would say, here is a free training opportunity for anybody that is willing to carry and conceal a firearm. Here is the process in your state for purchasing a firearm. Here's the process for concealing a firearm. Here is the judicial use of lethal force. Here's how you do that. Here's the best thing in your particular environment. So this particular movie theater, here's the direction you're going to want the shots to go because here's where we're going to plan our backstop. And I would walk through and do a tremendous amount of education to put the tools in the hands of the people to stop the crimes. That's what I would do. Because the only way you're going to stop violent crimes is sometimes you have to meet violence with violence. Sometimes peace means having a bigger stick than the next guy. I think we have something wrong with our phones. All right, we'll take the, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take the break here. We'll come back and we'll wrap up next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9, 103.3 FM, 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hello? I can see this. this. is so frustrating. I can see that you're there, and I saw that you even called back. Uh, I don't know if it's a problem on your end or my end. I'm kind of thinking my end because I had two calls that are doing this. Uh, can you hear me? All right, I'll try and get it. I'll try and get this squared away. I'm so sorry about this. I, there's there must be something wrong with our phones because I I'm answering the phone and there is nobody at the other end and I can see that people are calling back. Um, text messenger has this to say at seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're correct. We need to stand up to violence. Think about planned hijack plane hijacking. When hijackings realize that they will get attacked, they quit. I try this one more time. Seven seven five fifty five fifty nine. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, there we go. We got you. Hey. Yeah, well, here's the thing. On high-capacity magazines, Yes. I want to know that I'm going to be able to have more firepower than somebody's intent on victimizing me. I I don't disagree with that at all, sir. All right. We're up against the break. Radio 1310 KNOX 107.9 103.3 FM. Good morning. It is 10.07 and 17 below. My name is Noah Chalaya. I am your host. Delighted to be here with you this hour. A couple things to clean up after uh, last hour. I still uh, have a, just a ton of stuff to get to. Um, so text messenger wrote this. Uh, back in the day when the mafia was running rampant, while males were killing more people than anybody. Another text messenger said, let's remove all of the police from highly violent areas and cities and see how the women and children fare. Then they'll be complaining that the police are racist because they refuse to help predominantly black neighborhoods. Um, Another text messenger says, music and violent video games are showing blacks as bad and is part of the problem. Another text messenger says, thanks for taking my call. 
our rights are being stepped on every day, and I'm glad there's people like you to bring it to light. Text messenger had this to say, Noah, can we ever get the discussion beyond being outraged at the mysterious at the mysterical they? That has some evil to the agenda to destroy our country. Any given point that has been brought up is far more nuanced. And I like to think that we fail to disagree on the nuance. For example, black on black crime, poverty and a lack of education probably pay big roles. War on drugs has had some negative consequences there, too. Not saying that the gangster culture isn't a factor, but we have to look at things like education and poverty. Well, uh, while lack of meaningful jobs, just saying that the conversation would be much more interesting if we could dive into the nuance. I'm all about, all about diving into the nuance. I love the nuance. In fact, it's my favorite part of any particular discussion. It's easy to make an argument inside of an echo chamber, right? And it's part of what drew my attention to this New York story in the first place is that this is a different approach to gun control. I still don't agree with it. I still don't think it's going to actually accomplish anything. But it's a different approach, and I can appreciate somebody trying to think a little bit outside the box. So, yes, we can absolutely dig into the nuance. Here's The problem is you have a series of choices, and that comes with a level of personal responsibility. And if you, we can't acknowledge that at the forefront, then it's very unlikely that we're going to make any meaningful progress in a discussion, okay? Because the, the, the first thing you have to accept is that you have – a response ability to act differently. Think about what that word means. Response ability, your ability to respond. So you don't get to choose the stimulus. You don't get to choose the way that life treats you. You can't affect the decisions of other people and their ability and the way that they treat you. So the stimuli or the stimulus might be, I was born in a poor family. The stimulus might be, I grew up in a high crime neighborhood. The stimulus might be the kind of friends that are in the neighborhood that I live in try to convince me to join gangs and participate in criminal activity. Your ability to respond is your response ability. And that is to say... No, I don't want to join a gang. I don't think that's good. I don't. What are you talking about? That sounds like a terrible idea. I want to go to school. I want to finish my high school degree. I might want to go to college or I want to join the military. I might want to go become a police officer and I might want to fight to clean up the, my neighborhood. And I can't do any of those things if I join a gang. I can't do any of those things to put myself in a better position and change the way that my kids are growing up so that they don't have to suffer the way that I suffered. That is taking responsibility and choosing to respond in a different way. That is a nuanced approach to say, I don't care what my situation is. I don't care what the stimulus that I couldn't control circumstances that were outside of my circle of influence. I can't fix that. Politicians in Washington, the things that my city does, those are things that I can't do. But I can choose how I respond to every individual situation that I'm put in. And we don't take that approach at all. In fact, we're actively, we, not, we as a society actively encourage people not to do that we actively tell people well you're just product of the system it's just you can't the little guy can't get ahead and you can't you're not gonna be able to change anything what do you think you're gonna do you're just you're just a a poor black person you can't do anything what message does that send you want to talk about nuance think about the underlying message of a supreme court case in which we tell people you're too stupid to get into college unless we admit you based on nothing other than the color of your skin because we know you're not going to get there on merit 
You want to talk about nuance. Think about the message that sends. And if we could change that message and we could change the way that society looks at people instead of treating people like they're this this coddled, insignificant thing that is incapable of doing anything for themselves and started treating them like actual respectable human beings. Imagine what would change. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey, Super Dave again, Noah. Welcome back. Hey, yeah, so we have to, here's the problem statement. Problem statement is they're selling it as gun control. Mm -hmm. In reality, it's people control. That's right. Especially when you talk about the locations that the uh, the gun control advocates are really coming from, Chicago, L.A., um, New York. They only want to control people because if it was gun control, they would be a lot more active in getting the guns away from the criminals than what they are. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have completely annulled or devoid uh, or, or, or taken away uh, bail. They've kind of given up on gun control, I think. I, I, I suspect that it's largely they've gotten so little traction for so long that they've largely given up on that and they've looked towards, okay, so we can't get an outright ban. What can we do to move the needle in some meaningful way? And I think that's where legislation like this comes from. Well, Obama did the same thing when he started impacting us with lead. And then, uh, and then uh, who was it? Uh, he did the same thing with uh, bullets coming out of Russia. So mm-hmm. wolf ammo became pretty extinct. Yeah, so, yeah, but again, it has nothing to do with gun control, and, and we just need to move away from that whole premise. It's all about people control. And we know what happens to countries when the people are left without the ability to defend themselves. Um, and I tell you, that's exactly what they're striving for. We've seen it. And the world order is hard for it. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I think you make, a, I think you make an excellent point. Um, 775-5559, the number to call. You can call or text that same number. Email us live at knoxradio.com. Uh, text messenger says, so a drum magazine for a gun and you haven't done any research yet. There are people that can get registered that have, but there is a real high scrutiny on getting it. So explain to me how we're going to get guns out of the hands of criminals because they have those barrels, big magazines, and have all that stuff, and we have to stop soon. The gun company that we have to hold accountable, that we have to hold the government accountable because people in government aren't doing their job, and they're the ones that should be sued. Again, I was... I'm looking to find an answer as to what the rationale for selling some of these accessories are and actively marketing them who you think they're marketing them to. That's where I think they have somewhat of a point, right? It's one thing to say, hey, we manufacture this because it's a good time to go out to the range and just dump a bunch of ammunition. But here's, I would never, ever, 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 ever advocate for banning a gun or a gun accessory because A, it isn't effective. And B, there are plenty of just because I don't have a legitimate use for something doesn't mean that nobody else has a legitimate use for something. And I don't walk around in this egocentric world of I'm the center of everything. So that disclaimer said, I have to be honest with you. I have. So back in 1986, they passed the machine gun ban in 1986. And as part of doing that, gun manufacturers raised their hand and they went, um, excuse me, Mr. Federal Government, um, what exactly qualifies when you say a registered receiver? What are you, what are you talking about? And they went, oh, the piece of metal with the, she, with the uh, serial number on it. 
the piece of metal with the serial number. So a piece of metal with the serial number counts as a receiver? Yes. Does it have to have anything else? No. Gotcha. And so they just took pallets and 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 pallets of sheet metal and went serial number, 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 look, a warehouse of tens of thousands of Mac 10s. And, you know, and these are fully registered pre band 1986 receivers. And to this day, you can still go buy a brand new manufactured machine gun. For just a few thousand dollars because they're still cranking them out because they still have all of these quote unquote registered receivers as as essentially big pieces of sheet metal. And they fold it into a receiver, make it into a receiver and they sell it as a gun. It's one of the cheapest fully automatic guns you can get. And so knowing that I have a couple of friends that have done that. They have purchased a fully automatic farm legally, uh, went through the process, paid the tax stamp, applied, did all the things. And we go out to the range all the time and we shoot them. And I have to tell you, I went there and I went. Man, you spent how much on a tax stamp and how much on the gun? And we loaded it up. We put like $130 of ammunition. We got like seven seconds of fun. And really, it was like one and a half seconds of controlled fun because, you know, by the time you're on round seven or eight, you're practically shooting into the air. It just it's not not for me. And I'm and I'm I'm that's not more power to you. True happiness is a belt fed gun. All the thi- great. Awesome. Have a blast. I'm just saying it's not for me. 775-5559. You're on KNOX. Good morning. Hey, morning, Noah. How's it going? Good. How are we doing? Uh, doing all right. You know, God, I, I, I love I love the 2A and gun accessories and all of that conversation. Yeah. Um, because the, the it, it, it's, it's incredibly entertaining uh, for the, the sheer volume of naivety and ignorance, and in some cases, downright stupidity uh, right. that, that come from the discussion uh, on, on the sides of people who want to ban things or, or you know, all of that. So, first thing uh, I'll, I'll touch on is the magazine. And it, it, it's, you're looking at drum magazine, anybody who thinks they're going to get real reliable feed out of a drum magazine, like real reliable, right. like combat ready, I don't have to worry about this, I'm going to put lead down, lead down range, you know, and, and overpower my enemy with a drum mag with consistent, regular efficiency is out of their mind. Has never shot a drum mag. Um, <laughs> has never shot a drum mag, too, right? Um, they, they probably have never shot anything with a magazine, quite frankly. Um, you're... Most of your mags for your, like your M4s, your SCARs, uh, your 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 uh, you know various AR platforms, all those things like that. I mean, you look at the guys who are really in the meat, metal, where the metal meets the meat. Um, they're not going with anything more than a forty round mag, right? You know, like unless they got a belt fed belt fed weapon. If they're rocking a two forty Bravo or they're rocking a two four nine saw. Yeah, they're going to have a nut sack with a 100-round belt on it. Well, and That's think about that, that, though. Works. Think, think about that, though. What's, what's the purpose of the saw, right? It's to get heads down downrange. It's not because it's exactly. a particularly effective weapon at hitting a bunch of people. In fact, they know you're not going to hit anyone. The point is to get the enemy's heads down so that your sniper can get up, get into position. Right. Then they pop up and take them out one at a time. Or that you can maneuver under fire. If yeah. you suppress fire that's coming at you, that your, your unit can move. So, like, a lot of this stuff is absolute novelty. All right, and it's not going to be something that's really super effective. The so that's that with 
with the the gun ban, the machine gun thing, like <laughs> you say a couple of thousand dollars, right? I think most people and and what a lot of people don't understand is that it's not a ban on owning them. It's a ban on manufactured sales for civilian purpose, 1986 and beyond. Um, that's why they have that whole thing of transferable, non-transferable, et cetera, anything that predates that. And and the MAC-10 stamping, because, yeah, it's stamped receiver. They got it. That's a, that's a little fun thing there. But let's look at the actual cost prohibitiveness, not just in ammo. We're not talking ammo. We're talking in actually purchasing a fully automatic weapon. Uh-huh. All right. Actually purchasing an M16A1 or an M6, you know, well, yeah, I can't Spend go with taste. any of the other variants beyond H2. But M16A1, uh, a, a Browning M1919, a, you know, A1 through A4 variant. All right. A, a Browning automatic rifle, uh, a machine and Guevara 42, like all of this stuff. Right. You're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a $200 tax stamp. That's not a big deal. Oh, they're only paying 200 bucks and they get this. Dude, it costs, like, you know, a brand-new pickup truck to go buy an M60 Echo 3 to be able to go out and just blast away belts. It is oh. cost-prohibitive for the average Joe, and people need to figure this out and get smart about stuff. It's <laughs> and, and stop blaming the gun manufacturers, dude. <laughs> we don't. We don't sue Jack Daniels when when somebody dies in a DUI accident or you know beats their family. Yeah. <laughs> we don't sue so sue McDonald's when somebody has a coronary. You know, I'm not uh, going to go out there and sue Ford or Chevy or whoever if uh, you know I get into an accident on one of these horribly you know horrible road condition type scenarios. It's not their fault. It's personal accountability and personal responsibility. Yes. So all these people saying. That, we need to sue the gun manufacturers. Take a hike and find a hobby. <laughs> I appreciate the call, my friend. <laughs> yep, have a good one. <laughs> All right, we'll take the first break here. Uh, we'll continue in the next segment. Uh, and got we got a number of other things to get to uh, throughout the course of our day. So we'll we'll uh, we'll take care of that as well. And then uh, shortly on the way, Doug Barrett of the KNOX Newsroom. We'll continue next. This is Critical Thought on KNOX. Thanks for listening to Critical Thought. Download the show notes at criticalthought.show. The content from this episode was taken from the live radio show, which airs every weekday from 9 a.m. to noon on Newstalk 1310 KNOX. Streamed online at knoxradio.com.